Hey, everybody. It's Rhino. I'm joined at the table with... Steve! And back running the controls, we've got Oliver. Or Ollie. I've been called worse. You can call me either. I don't mind. It's... I almost said a bad word immediately it's was my really... reaction to that. As soon as the show's done, I, I want to know exactly what that bad <laughs> word is. I really do. Well, we're here to talk about some... Diz pop. Who's pop? Diz pop. I was hoping for another another pop noise. There it is. That's what we hired Oliver for. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's an expert special, pop yeah. noise maker. <laughs> On the resume at the bottom, it said special talents, pop noises with mouth. And I thought, this got is the it. guy. We've got to put in a good word for him. So anyway, um, this last weekend, the Jungle Book opened. Mm. And I think I'm the only one in this room who's seen it, right? Yeah, you'll have to tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, a pretty, um, it's a pretty straightforward remake of the cartoon. It's it's a straight up like I I saw an interview with John Favreau 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 one of those is probably now, right I have said it so many times it yeah. doesn't sound real yeah you yeah John Favreau Favreau and he has said that the Jungle Book when he was a kid was one of his like favorite movies and um so he was very inspired by that and he feels very passionate about making this live action movie um it was a movie on the based on the trails I was only kind of remotely interested in but a friend of mine wanted to go and we went i saw it on imax so it was big screen 3d and i have to say like it was actually like it was really good it was a pretty good movie but the spectacle is pretty amazing too like Mm -hmm. there i know that a lot of this well actually i think most of this movie was filmed on sound stages in uh la so the fact that this is very convincingly the jungle you know, and these planes and everything is just a testament to how far, like, spe- like this is CG done right. Right, right. You know, you don't even realize. What, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. It's, well, it's insane. Like, it, it, when I was sitting there, I thought to myself, like, this might be a movie I'd buy just for the special features alone. Wow. Just to watch. So, I want to see the, all the animal stuff. And I, I have heard, and I'm uh, interested to hear what you have to say. I've heard that the boy. Uh, is not a, the best nah, yeah. actor. See, that's and that's there's a there was they're running a preview of this movie at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios and the animation, um, not the animation. Excuse uh, me, one man's of, dream. One man's dream. Yeah. And did I go with you to watch that? Yeah, we went. We saw yeah, it together. And, so I've seen the preview. And but. I I said to you like when we left like oh I was I was like oh this boy is going to be the make or break of the film for me. He's not necessarily a make or break for me. He's not horrible, but he's also not. I'm not like here's the next, the prodigy Dakota Fanning. Yeah, I guess that's where I went for childhood actor actors. So who would com- you say for childhood actors? Not a clue. But I was going to say, excuse my ignorance completely, but the guy I know he he doesn't look Caucasian. So is he a native of a certain country or is he American the, born? The boy, yeah, the actor. I don't. I I, I believe he is uh, of. He is not Caucasian. I don't believe. I just think he's really light skinned. I think. Well, I can the, double check that. The reason that I was program. going down that route is because I was thinking maybe he's, um, you know, he's not, he's not an actor. He's not a trained actor, you know. Sometimes oh, he, people do get plucked from. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he's. This is like his first like major thing. I, I, what was really cool is I actually went to um, D23 last year with the Diz, as many of you or any of you who watched this might remember. Um, and they actually brought John Favreau, who came out on stage, and he had, like, Ben Kingsley came out, Lupita Nyong'o came out, mm. and because uh, she's basically in every Disney movie from now until forever after, because Star Wars this, she's in the Queen of, um, 
oh my gosh, I forgot the name of it. But there's another movie in September she's coming out in. And um, I thought there was another one too. But so they basically were saying that she's contractually obligated to me in every Disney movie <laughs> from now on. But he came out and then he, John Favreau brought the boy out too. And they were, they were speaking very highly of this boy, um, Neil Sethi. Neil Sethi is his name, I think. Um, but he... It doesn't really say... Oh, he is Indian-American. Yes. Um, Does that mean he was born in India and moved to America? No. He, I, it says he, um, he was born in New York. Um, he's an Indian-American originally from New York City. Um, so I'm assuming just a heritage thing. But so he is the right, the correct, because I believe Mowgli is Indian. I, I, I think in the yeah. original he's yeah, supposed to be. Indian. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he's not bad. It's just he's very he's not he's not Anakin Skywalker episode one. He's no Jake Lloyd, so it's not that bad. But he's mm. but he's also not like he's not a prodigy like you said. But it, he could be better too. He's just a he's just a little kid. I think he's only about like although this says but yeah two thousand three. Oh my gosh, he's thirteen years old. This year, that that kind of blows my mind a little bit. I thought this kid was like eight years old, but um, he's he's okay in the movie. He's good, but Mowgli, I feel like, as much as he is the main character, is not necessarily the star of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I don't want to like get into like spoiler territory or anything like that for anybody who hasn't seen it, but it falls pretty closely to the Jungle Book story. There's a little bit of twists here and there, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of play and stuff. Which is good. Keeps it exciting. Yeah. You know, it, you, you're not just watching the same movie, not cartoonized. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw a, a comparison, too, of shots. Like, there are some recreated shots from the animated mm-hmm. film in this film, too. So, that's that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. that You know... My only thing, I would say my score, I know on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie's sitting at a 94% with critics and a 92% with audiences, which is pretty high. And that's, yeah, that's, that's great because really this is Disney's second movie this year already that's done that because Zootopia was also at like a 98 or 99. And that, I think Zootopia, I enjoyed Zootopia a little bit more than this, but it was also like a very original work, whereas this is a little derivative. But um the Jungle Book, even as a kid, I like The Jungle Book, but it's never been like, that's one of my favorite Disney movies. It's, it's absolutely a classic Disney movie for sure, but yeah. it was never like, you know, everybody loves The Bare Necessities. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, they do have that in the movie, and I think that part worked great for being like a musical number. Mm-hmm. There is one other musical number that, for me... King Louie? Yeah, King Louie does, does the song, and the words are a little different, but I don't... That for me was a weaker part of the movie. It didn't feel as naturally occurring. It felt mm-hmm. like like they were leading up to it, like oh, we have to do this scene right, right, in the right. movie. I wonder if it's one of those things where if it wasn't so iconic of a song, yeah, they probably wouldn't have. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. Like it probably wasn't essential to this movie, maybe as much as it maybe was to the original, because the original was so much more of a musical, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they just felt like, oh well, we got to keep the bare necessities and. Uh, I want to be like, like you. those were the two, yeah. Yeah, so maybe one of them they kind of mix it in a little bit better than the other. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Bare Necessities for sure feels a very natural, naturally occurring in the film, whereas this one is just like, oh, this other monkey's singing a song too, and it's weird because in the when they start singing, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of the Louis song? I want to be like you. I want to be like you. It you the music swell into that song. 
you're, you're, you can hear it starting to happen. Whereas in Bare Necessities, it's like Baloo's humming the song and it just starts to happen. So it doesn't, mm-hmm. it has a little more of that natural occur to right, it. Right, right, right. Um, kind of like how if it, you were actually singing that, you might. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's actually how the song comes about is Baloo's humming a song, to, you know, singing to himself and the kid doesn't know what music is. So he, Baloo yeah. explains it to him. And then like as their relationship is progressing, they're, they start singing to each other. Oh, and it's yeah, a nice, cool. and it's, and like the kid can't sing. So it's not, it's not a musical number, but yeah. it is like happening and playing. But but I, that's kind of a cool like. It makes it feel more real, maybe that they didn't ha- find some great singer, right? Yeah, because like that wasn't that's not the point for so, sure. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and it w- it was good. Um, I you know that actually brings me to the cast of this movie too. Uh, I think Baloo, Bill Murray as Baloo was fantastic. Um, Christopher Walken as King Louis. You can't really can't kind of like. Who else is going to be King Louie? Come on. <laughs> and then um, I think um, uh, Ben Kingsley as um, Bagheera was f- fantastic. And Idris Elba, another, I feel like, Disney-contracted person to what be about, in all uh, Disney movies, was Ka. absolutely wonderful. Ka was... Okay, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it was a little... It was weird because it. it's... I'm used to hearing Scarlett Johansson's voice as a voiceover now, I guess, because yeah. of her and um, the movie Her which was fantastic. If you haven't seen that, definitely see it. But I have this weird love-hate relationship with her. Mm. Like, I don't I don't like her sometimes, but then she'll be in something, and I'll be like, oh, that was so good. Okay. You know? yeah, she's yeah. great. Like, she's great as the Black Widow. Right. Um, but this, since Ka's really only in that one scene, it's just, it's a scene. Okay. You know? It's an interesting, interesting scene. But what's fun is that the end, when the end credits roll, um, all the songs are in the end credits. And so Scarlett Johansson sings the, do you remember the name of Kaz's song? Mm, Something about looking like, um, I'm going to look that up. Whenever uh, I think of Ka, though, I think of Winnie the Pooh, since the original voice actor and Winnie the Pooh are yeah, the same. Yeah, has that. Yeah, so they sound exactly the same, but obviously not this case. Well, the way they did the song in this movie, um, a trust in me, that's the song. Um, cause she's like, trust in me, man cub. But, uh, they, with Scarlett Joe's Hanson's voice being kind of that sultry, a little bit deeper tone. They, at the end credits, it sounds very much like a James Bond song. Like it, it mm-hmm. sounds like Adele kind of a James Bond song. And, and so it's, got this they've got these cool animated credits that look like it's a james bond movie opening and i thought ah, that was a really cool that's cool fun like so if you go see the movie i think it's actually worth staying through the credits too because they do a, a cool thing with the book closing and opening and then they're like it's different type of an animation but it's it's a really interesting looking thing hmm. and i will say this i don't normally like 3d movies either but i think this movie was conceptualized in 3d and therefore filmed natively in 3d and i i am a firm believer of seeing movies the way they were conceptualized yeah. yeah so christopher nolan shoots his movies predominantly with i as many imax cameras as he can you see it in an imax movie if somebody has shot and conceived the movie in 3d and not done it as a gimmick then i'll see it that way yeah. and i i think there's a lot of moments in this movie that those are very well done um yeah, so I I'd recommend it. I, I for me I would give it an eighty five. I feel mm-hmm. like when there's a little moment in the middle where it starts to drag a little bit because all the other scenes are paced so well that then this one kind of like dips just a little bit. Um, and then uh, yeah, how, how would you um, compare it to the original? Better or worse, or is it not really fair because you can't really compare the original to you know. 
Yeah, I I would say it's a it's a worthy um, live action remake. That you know, there's some of the Disney is on that kick right now where they're just mm-hmm. they've you know they did. I haven't seen Cinderella yet. It's actually pretty good. I heard that Cinderella yeah. was one of the better ones. Um, there's another one though too, right? Uh, Maleficent. Maleficent. That one went which, over a little bit, not as yeah, well. a little more divided, yeah. a little little more. Like, I think Cinderella was the one to kind of bring it more in line with being like, it's live action, but it's still kind of the cartoon, but it's, you know, it's got its twists. And I think this continues that trend and maybe refines it even a little bit better, where it's pretty straightforward, the same story, with a a little bit of differences, and definitely a little more dramatically told it's 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 got a certain excitement or intensity so the action scenes kind of ring a little more Hmm. like action scenes you know where and then you've got your animated version which definitely more has those animated musical scenes yeah so so it's got a little bit more there were a couple moments that i got a little shocked like whoa i got scared you know and you know you'd seen it in 3d too and like a tiger jumps at your face you're gonna jump back a little bit you know um and the tiger, it, the the tiger is made to feel like he is a threat. Hmm. So there's definitely that that feeling there. So um, I I applaud it actually for being a little more mature in that cool. in that aspect of it. You know, Mowgli gets hurt. He actually there is blood. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like malicious wound, blood or anything. Yeah. yeah, but it'll be like oh the animal. You know, he scraped himself here. So there's like the red here and yeah. like he tumbled through a thing. So there, it's realistic, it, right, but right. it's not. It's not also like gushing or dramatic or anything like that. So it's kind of like it's there, you yeah. know. But I would I would recommend it. I, w- I would for sure. I, I would say that you're not going to get the same out of it on Blu-ray watching it at your house, even if you have a 3D TV. I think this is something maybe to go out and see and. Hmm. Um, it's done pretty well. Apparently, in the first weekend, it opened. It like beat expectations and it opened to a hundred over hundred and three million dollars. <laughs> wow! So that was pretty impressive. That I guess is the company's ninth largest opening of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, Zootopia just had a similar really good thing. So Disney, this first on a like, kick quarter, right now. Yeah. Um, and I I actually read an interesting article the other day is that. Right before the movie opened in America, they um, Disney put into development the Jungle Book two. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so the studio is um, going to move forward with, uh, I guess, John Favreau and the screenwriter Justin Marks. They're all in negotiations to come back. Hopefully, it's better than the animated Disney sequels because they was there a Disney animated sequel? To this? Uh, there's like a Jungle Book two. I bet you there's a Jungle Book three. Um, well, that was yeah, like was was that in the nineties where there was like the Little Mermaid. Two, I remember that. Yeah, Pocahontas. Two thousand three. There was the Jungle Book two. Did uh, that? I, but I want to know: was that a movie in the middle, or did that take place afterwards? Because the Jungle Book animated series has an end. It, I, I mean, not series, but the animated film. Like Mowgli goes. Ooh, spoiler: If you haven't seen that movie, that's been out for about fifty years. Um, you know, Mowgli returns home with the family. I I will say I remember the jungle book the end of the cartoon being very intense and i'll say the end of this movie is also a little intense. bit intensity yeah but also one of the character traits of mowgli which which is the reason why for me like the movie sits a little low like 85 percent for me it's just like he it works in the movie but it seems a little foolish when everything else is so dramatic he's got a little bit of a like a character trait. I don't want to go into like mm. see the movie because it yeah. has something to do with what happens later. Um, so yes, this is uh, jungle book Two. Mowgli is living in the main village. Uh, oh, and there's a whole story there, but 
the interesting thing, guess what it had on Rotten Tomatoes? 13. 19%. Oh, so So, yeah, Disney animated sequels. I mean, I probably shouldn't say are all bad because I'm sure once I say that, there'll be something in the comments like, well, this one, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that one was Like Lion King 2. Yeah, pretty good. Wasn't bad. Yeah. Wasn't horrible. That was the Scar one, right? right? Yeah. The one um, and a half. I never saw one and a half. So I won't say all Disney animated sequels are bad, but there a lot of them were churned yeah. out pretty fast. Yeah, they were like the VHS. Good. They were the direct to VHS movies yeah. that like no one really pay attention to. Um, well, what's interesting too is um, so the well, I I did a little research on the Jungle Book the the book because I was curious afterwards, and I guess it wasn't originally a book. It was it was like a thing that appeared in a magazine, and then they became a book. Like mm. it was it was, and it's from 1894, so it's wow. over. You know, it's crazy over 100 years old, um, and um, there's more than one of them because there there's a sequel called the Second Jungle Book. Um, and it involves five further stories with Mowgli. Um, and I guess these were all told that they were all like fables where where um, they were using the animals in a anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Is that the word? Anthropomorphic? I, I don't I know don't the know. word. To give uh, – it was all about like moral lessons. Mm. So that was all like the collection of it all. But um, – and let me see here. It was saying Mowgli's not in all of the original ones, but the best known ones are all Mowgli, um, the abandoned man cub who's raised by wolves in the jungle. Um, but I didn't know there was this movie I watched a lot when I was a kid called Ricky Tiki Tavi, and it's a story about a mongoose who fights a cobra, and apparently that's from the Jungle Book. So the the book, so the original book, yeah. Oh, so they took those characters, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's it like wasn't, the same it universe. Almost. It's not a book like here's chapter thirty. It's yeah. just like here's a story. Here's a story. Here's, here's a story. story. Yeah. And they took one of those stories, almost like Mary yeah. Poppins has multiple. The actual books yeah. are multiple stories. So that's cool. Yeah. So that was. I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't know that. So uh, what's what's kind of crazy too is that Warner Brothers also has a Jungle Book movie in development. I don't know if you knew hmm. about this. No. Um, Andy Serkis is doing it, and Andy Serkis, as you know, is very known for being a pioneer in the motion capture mm. field of work. You know, he was Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Oh. He was King Kong in King Kong. And he um, pretty much whenever there is an animated Caesar in Planet the new Planet of the Apes movies. Wasn't he Snoke too? He was Snoke, yeah, in Star mm. Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's kind of that go-to guy. This is his, I believe, his directorial debut, and he was working on this, and it's called Jungle Book Origins, but that movie's slated to come out in 2018. So he was appreciative because he felt like Warner Brothers was giving breathing room away from the Disney project. Mm -hmm. However, if they're developing a second one now, I feel like we're going to get Jungle Book saturation. Yeah, Jungle Book 2 and then Jungle Book Origins. Yeah, and like, it's going to be a all little... All right, no, like, Jungle Book's good, but... Like, is it that good? Do we need, like... Do this... we need, like, three movies about it in the course of... Well, remember when Snow White was the thing? It was, it was like... The Huntsman. Yeah, they and were doing... Like the, the other Universal one. did the Huntsman, and Disney had one that didn't take off, and it was supposed to be, like, the Seven Dwarfs, but they were, like, Samurais or something, and then... Yeah, it was a really weird revisionist take on it, and then... This was when they were first starting to do the live action stuff too. So they were trying to be like extra out of the box. And and then there was that other terrible one with Julia Roberts in it, Mirror Mirror. Mm, and I remember. That that one was um very like Bollywood inspired. Mm. Uh but yeah, so I feel like we're getting to that route. But the thing is is when it when a, when something so famous like the Jungle Book 
is in public domain. People eat it up. Yeah, it's it's easily a mineable content, which which now recently I've heard the next thing to fall into Disney's live action um, realm of pursuing their stuff is Peter Pan. <gasps> That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so they're going to they're gonna pursue a live action Peter Pan film. But I, I was reading this article and they were talking about how, you know, they've done the Peter Pan character on Once Upon a Time, if you follow that, um, as kind of a villain, which, which was an interesting take on it. And then... There was, um, I had heard for a while there was this movie that was like the Peter Pan story, but set in like a crime setting where like Hook was the police captain and hmm. and Peter Pan was like this guy that was kidnapping kids. And so James Hook was like trying the to pursue guy? this guy. Yeah. I think Channam Tatum was attached to this movie at one point. Like uh, I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had me at Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, that's why my ears pricked up. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, you know, there's that. And then, um, you know, Universal had that Peter Pan movie about, I guess it was about 10 or 12 years ago now. People didn't like, or no, there was another recent, there's Pan. That was oh, that's like, right. I'm sorry. I knew there was another one. Yeah, yeah. the Joe Wright movie, and apparently that didn't go over so well. Yeah, I liked it, though. There's I haven't some, seen it yet. There's some weird scenes in it, but, like, I don't know. I liked it. There's the, the scene I do when, love that Hugh Jackman. When they originally bring uh, Peter to, like, Neverland for the first time, he's around all the pirates. Yeah. There's, like, it's just a weird scene, but it's. I thought overall it was a good movie. I'll have to check it out, because I do feel like... My favorite version, like, incarnation of Peter Pan has been Hook is number one for me mm-hmm. with Rob Williams, obviously, the late great. And um, uh, actually, I really did enjoy the universal take on Peter Pan from, like, 2002, 2001, somewhere around there, um, which, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was the one that had the Clocks um, song in the trailer, the Coldplay song. Was playing in the trailer a lot. That's how I always refer to it. It came out in two thousand three. It's this one. I had Jeremy uh, Jason Isaacs, excuse me, as Captain Hook. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's it's an interesting kind of very straight up Peter Pan portrayal, uh, and I, I I don't know. I appreciate it. Obviously, Finding Neverland is an amazing movie too. I've never seen that. Oh my gosh, you have got to see it. Johnny Depp should have won an Oscar for that movie. Huh? I know. I think he was nominated, but that movie is fantastic. And that's it's it's very much like that movie is is how I feel like they should do all biographical films if the person who they're doing it about has has had some sort of a fantastical... You know, like it's... If J.M. Barry, he wrote Peter Pan, so it has, like, the elements of Peter Pan in it. So if they do, you know, Road Dahl, you obviously need... You need something like this that has those fantastical elements woven in. Have you seen Fighting Neverland? Um, I, f- I feel like I have, but I can't recall it in my head. I feel like I should say I have. But... I feel like I want to throw hot coffee on all of you. I, no, I think... <laughs> I feel... Getting so I started, angry. I feel like I... Like yesterday, we were, we were showing me movies and heads up, and you are just so frustrated, because I knew like only half of the movies that you are like, oh, pass it. It's, like, a, it's hard. <laughs> for me... So I went to school for film, and I feel like as a younger child, and even today, I still am very... And it gets... Per- portrayed as me people think i'm an ass sometimes but i really just am very shy and i don't know i don't do small talk very way very well and i've i've come a long way like working at disney helped that a lot and now at the diz you know i i kind of just go with it and i'm like well it's just awkward and we just we all get through it together and for me film was a is a language and it was the only language in my life that i've ever been able to get a full grasp in Mm. and be able i find that 
it's a way for me to communicate. And so that's why I look to it in the way I do. But also I feel like I go into some film sometimes and it's one of the mediums for me that I can fully absorb everything. Like it, 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 I'm a a very firm, no phone out. Don't like kind of leave me alone. Don't talk to me really during the movie. Like you can whisper in my ear. Not not to sidetrack, but the whole AMC thing then was like, Oh, I was just, it was a nightmare to me. It was basically the downfall of the cinematic. Should, Should we explain what it was? Yeah. Do you, you can explain. Yeah, so basically AMC announced that they were going to have some theaters that you could text in. Uh, the A-hole theaters. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and basically the CEO said, like, you know, we're not going to, if teens are going to text, well, we might as well give them a theater to be able to text in or something. And it had such a huge outlash. Or outlash? Yeah, that's right. Backlash? Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Outcry. Backlash. Out, yes. There it is. I mixed two. Yeah. Um, that basically a day later or two days later, the CEO announced on Twitter, he's like, oh, sorry, like it didn't, I guess we're not doing that because it was such like a huge yeah. response of like, no, that's a horrible and idea. good, I'm like, glad. Yeah. I, I want those Don't people give that in. backlash. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't give in. Yeah. And it, once you do, it makes, you know, that's going to start to spill over into the theaters that aren't like text. Right. For, it, it, you know. it, it becomes that slip in society that people need for it to become like attic it, 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 you know allowable so when i saw the jungle book i'll bring this back to it two rows down in front of me two i saw two people on their phones during the movie like that bright light carries up uh, and yeah. it catches your eye and it pulls me out of the world that someone has yeah. tried to craft for me to go Definitely. into out of the real world that's why i go to a movie also an imax movie is about twenty dollars a ticket and you're just going to say, I don't care. If you don't enjoy the movie, get up Leave. and get out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could be enjoying it. Right. And it happened when I saw Batman versus Superman down on the row. I saw, I could see yeah. phones go off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I get it. Like, not everybody likes it, but I really enjoyed it. Right. And I, you're. There's something to where, me. like, when it's dark in the theater, and I know it's only like a small little phone, but it's kind of like a dark tunnel. To yeah. the movie. You know what we you you said something to me once, and it, it's what I compare it to now. Well, you and I went on Pirates. Were we in Pirates yeah, in yeah. Disneyland? And somebody was um, taking, taking flash. flash photography. It's using flash photography on a dark ride. Those mm-hmm. these things are lit for it's a specific reason yeah. for an expe- specific experience, and you are ruining that for the people around you. Yeah. And that's it's not even it. Like I understand. Okay, so. It, you know, what for whatever reason you can't not look at your phone, step out of the hall, whatever, yeah. you know, cover cover it up. Like, it's just I, people being so unaware of the people around them, like so yeah. rude that only they matter. The first week of me working for the Diz, actually, I was, I was like, I wasn't even the first week. It was probably the first day or two uh, that I just got into Orlando. I had never even been to the studio yet yeah uh and i had hadn't even talked to pete on the phone since i had the interview with him um and basically i got a call in, and i was in the movie and i left i just left the movie because i was like i'm not gonna like i i could have gone back in but then at that point i was missing like a good right, chunk yeah, of the movie. That's but hard. like that's what you have to do if i'm not gonna ruin yeah. the experience for everyone else because right you know, like just be respectful to the people around you, right? And yeah, like I might have lost out on fourteen dollars or whatever my t- ticket was, but like better than that than ruin everyone else who paid fourteen dollars experience, right? That's the thing. It's either silence, 
no vibration, turn the phone off yeah. when you go to the movie. Or if you need to keep it on, that's fine. But be respectful of those around you. Yeah. you it's know, not your living that's room, all basically. I'm exactly. Yeah. This is not your living room. Others have paid there for that experience as well. And that's what I'm saying. You're undervaluing everybody else's experience. There's no. There's not even an argument to be made here. I don't want to hear the argument if you're somebody who thinks it's okay. Yeah. You're wrong. That's all I'm going to tell you is that you're an idiot and you're wrong. And I'm I'm sorry for calling you an idiot, but... You know, I will get you the Emily Post etiquette book, and you can scroll through that and see how terrible of a human being you are. Or I'll just tell you right now. I'm just going to keep saying it. Has anyone considered that it might just be a publicity stunt from AMC? Because it sounds that stupid to me that people would even think that it's an okay thing to do. That is it not just a publicity stunt? That they just were trying to draw attention to themselves? Well, I don't know. I guess all publicity is good publicity, but I don't know if that's true in this case because people... I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's... I don't know. I, I don't see the angle of, like, where this gets them something. You, you, you know, know what? But you know there was a chain that took advantage of this. By the way, if you haven't seen Melissa McCarthy's um, video of that they play it at the Alamo Draft House in front of her films, you need to Google it and look it up. It involves some profuse language, but it's about her talking about, like, texting while you're in a movie or, or you know, using a phone. But Alamo Draft House has a very Strict. specific... Yeah, yeah, very strict. I'm sorry. Strict policy, no phones. In fact, I think they kicked Madonna out once she used her phone. Yeah. And they, they weren't even, they didn't know who it was, but they kicked her out and she complained. But I think she ended up apologizing, actually, too, yeah. not saying that she did it without thinking. But they have a very strict policy. And I just want that theater chain to expand aggressively because mm-hmm. I want to be, I want to enjoy the experience of cinema because I care about the people that put their life into make this thing for me. You know what I mean? Like it's respectful. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I made something like that, I would hope that I could hold somebody's attention. I, I, I don't even care. I, this is, I'm getting more angry as we talk about it. Like <laughs> the, a, a movie is not just the story that you hear. Like sound is one part of a movie. The visual is another part. The editing is another part. You know, the colors are another part. Everything means something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're in a crap movie, then yeah, maybe it doesn't. You know what I mean? A Transformers movie doesn't mean that, you know? Yeah. But it's still a visual spectacle. It demands your attention. And if it's losing the attention, leave. That's, that's right. what I'm going to say. Leave. Right. It's okay. Because because there might be someone there that it, you know, it might mean that to someone even if you don't think it means right. that. I feel like I've, we've ranted. We've gone yeah. down a... Tar- so, so that's our rant for the episode, <laughs> but... Um, but if I pull it back in a little bit here, so we were talking about Jungle, Jungle Book. Book yeah, yeah, I had a good segue. Um, and John Favreau was the director of Jungle Book, director of Elf, the movie Chef, or some other good, you know, some other films that people love. Iron Man 1, obviously. Yeah. He was basically the guy who set out and did the first movie in the MCU. He created the he Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. yeah. And so um, he's actually just been brought on to be the executive producer of the big event, The Infinity War, which, um, for those of you who don't know, yeah, that's the big culmination. That's the end of phase three of everything that Marvel's movies have been working up to. At the end of The Avengers, the teaser during the credits was Thanos, and that this is like the big fight with Thanos. And um, so that's interesting that they're kind of, they're, they're bringing back, they're bringing everybody in, you know, um, yeah. getting involved here. Um, and actually, Kevin uh, Feige, the um, the the guy who heads up like the Marvel the Marvel studio, you know the 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 guy behind the cinematic universe, pretty much. He's been talking about Phase Four, which is what takes place after 
the um, Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, he was saying about. Um, I think I actually have a quote. He said that um, he thinks there will be a finality to the moments at the end of Phase Three, as well as new beginnings that will mark um, different, very different, a distinctly different chapter. Uh, chapter in what will someday be the complete first saga made up of three phases. So he's basically saying, like, some stuff's going to carry over, but this is the beginning of, this is the new beginnings. So uh-huh. that'll, be, that'll be interesting. And will we be tired at that point? Will we be drawn out a little bit, maybe? I, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. There's been a, I mean, think about how, when was Iron Man 1? 2008. 2009? So how many years? I think it was 2008. About eight years ago. Eight years ago? Yeah. I mean, that's eight years of the Marvel Universe, and I'm, like, still... I'm getting more excited. I think they're excited. actually at their best right now, because from what what I've heard is... Um, well, like, Guardians was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Guardians, for me, is an A-plus movie. I think Captain America, the first Avenger... Not the first Avenger. That was terrible. Um, the second movie. The Winter Soldier was, like, a great political thriller. Avengers is a great movie, the first mm-hmm. one. And they're just kind of on this streak... I yeah. think that's like, and I actually disagree because I do like the first Captain America. That's okay, so, yeah, yeah, it's okay. That's why we're allowed to like different things. <laughs> I like good things. You like bad things. <laughs> um, no, I, for me, I don't like Captain America one because it's very choppy, very PC, and it doesn't really have an end. It just kind of falls into the beginning of. It, it felt like they had to make the movie because they needed Captain America, which is which is great to me. That for me, my least favorite Marvel movie has now come around to. The second movie is like my favorite, you know. Uh, well, I would. I it think only Guardians makes sense. Favorite, Captain but. America's story, though, only makes sense if it starts at World War. World War. Uh, yeah, II, I agree. I agree. It really that setup. Like they had to have that movie. There was yeah. no way around it. And yeah, because if you think about Captain America, he is like supposed to be the soldier for good. Yeah, and there. I mean. All the veterans, obviously. I'm, this is no disrespect, but the World War II is the one where it's there's such a clear good versus evil, and the Nazis being yeah. like so clearly evil no, I that, agree. and you it was know, a simpler, it was a simpler sim- political time, right? You know, I mean, it, things have always been complicated. We just didn't hear about it in the same way, but um, yeah. So it it was very much it was the it was the where like men were men you know right, right, soldiers right. were soldiers and the good like, guys you know you know went out and defeated the bad guys and that's still true to some case but i feel like world 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 war Two was like the one where like you know there's no worse guy than hitler yeah so well you think yeah you think of it, like when you think the embodiment of, when, of an evil when yeah when you think of the embodiment of a bad guy yeah he kind of plays that he was that role well, what's what, what's what's worked so well too is the fact that they were able to bring that. That's why I love the second one. Is kind of like they bring that goody, goody two shoe. Things were the lines are getting blurred and blurred every day about what's right and what's wrong. Like we talk about terrorism, we talk you know about. I mean, we can even bring this into a Disney aspect. You know, we've got metal detectors everywhere now. We've got mm-hmm. all this stuff and this threat. And the I'm saying I'm not saying the threat isn't alive, but we have started. To, we have. Drone surveillance, military surveillance. I mean, um, Oliver, you come from a England is very known for you guys have cameras everywhere. We do, yeah, absolutely everywhere. And it's just kind of one of those. I, it's you're you're giving up. You give up a piece of yourself. You know what I mean. And I understand the other side of it too, where you're saying like, "Well, I'm giving up this for the good." You know, the bigger yeah, picture. Right, right, right. And it's 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 kind of like it's an interesting just a debate to pull somebody from back then when things were much simpler. I mean, yeah, I know yeah. World War Two and Nazis were right, not right. simple, but yeah. you know, 
um, the ideology of good versus yeah. evil and plop that down into an area where it's very like m- motives or every you know mm. can people be trusted anymore it does power corrupt you know yeah. it's just one of those and that's why I think Captain America is such a rich character right yeah. now. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I also want to clarify. I'm not saying that we're not fighting the bad guys now because that's very, still very true. I just wanted to clarify. I didn't feel that. like you didn't say yeah. that. Yeah, I don't but know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. it was, it was, it was a world war as a united force. Like yeah, yeah. it was one side versus one side. One side. It, yeah, yeah, right, right. So, now it's like such a political climate where like we're fighting one group and then that group's fighting another. So it's just like a lot more messier where it's like world war two is just very clear on, you know, like, right. It's, and it's also easier to go back into history. You know what I mean? And like paint the picture that way. So it's, whereas like we're living it, but I also think that's, what's great about winter soldiers. It's dropping him in here and it's basically kind of being like, are the good guys the good guys, or are the good guys the bad guys? Nice. But are they, what what are they doing that's so bad when they're like you're protecting people, but at what cost do they give up? You know, freedom is the first thing to go, and and so it's just it's interesting. It, it's a really and that actually gets me very excited for Civil War because mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be um, like two good guys who have very two different opinions. opinions. Yeah, on, you've got Tony Stark who is kind of originally an arms dealer kind mm-hmm. of a guy who saw the error of his ways but now he's gotten to the point where he sees even the damage the good can do mm-hmm. and now you've got captain america who's like well i've lived through a time when men used to make other men register who they are and it's which is another reason why i love the x-men franchise because of those like allusions to world war Two mm-hmm. or you know so you've got that aspect but then you also have like for anybody who's ever felt different in their life, I feel like the X-Men are somebody you can latch into because it's all about, you know, it's got that whole, like, is homoerotic the right word? I don't think it's the right word. I do not think that's the right word. <laughs> no. I mean, it's definitely in there. Let's, come on. Everybody's seen Wolverine in the first X-Men movie, and it's wonderful. But Maybe I should start watching these films. I mean, like, I've been missing out on this whole genre. Oh, yeah. Know existed. Yeah. Wow. But it's got that whole, like, that undercurrent of somebody who's had to hold in, you know, whether you were, you were gay or straight or, like, well, I guess you don't have to hide if you're straight. But, like, if you were... Have you ever felt different? Right, yeah. exactly. You know, it's got that whole, like, everybody's been in high school and felt separated. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, this is kind of that underdog, those, those underdog stories. So For sure. Yeah. Um But this, that's... Civil War excites me. And that's what I love about Marvel is now they're delving into, like... It's not origin, 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 sequel, sequel, sequel. Now it's kind of they're meshing together more, and I want to see mm-hmm. more of that. And So I'll be interested to see what's happening with that. But so there, people are calling this like the Avengers 2.5, which I'm okay with. It's, yeah, okay. it's got pretty much everybody I, except we, for Thor and We Hulk. talked about how this movie is great because it allows them to continue to like unite the Avengers in a way. I mean, it's... It, separate because it's a civil war but yeah bring them all into the same movie without having to they're kind of separate from the infinity war yeah. Thanos stuff like it, you, it, it, it's like them together on a day-to-day thing versus like it having to be this cosmic threat thing. yeah you're right, right 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 like this is this gives us that window into the life it also lives. gives us i feel like i i mean we haven't seen it but i also feel like it'll bring us more of a um their personality kind of a thing, you yeah. know, like why they're fighting each other, like what are their differences? What drives them? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, what makes them different, you know, where the other ones, it's just clearly like, okay, Thanos... We've well, got to put or, it all aside. Yeah, We've right, got to right. fight together. Together, yeah. right, right. 
Yeah, so. that's a good point. That's a really good point. Well, some of the reviews have come out for the movie. I haven't read anything specifically because I, I stay out of spoiler territory for sure. Um, especially when there's a rumored death to be happening in this movie. No, no, I have no idea who the, if you follow the comic books, like I think I know who the character is in the comic books, but I don't think that the movies are going to take that route. I have, so the, the, the praise coming from the movie this far out is very positive. It's in the 90% right now. Um, and it's saying some of Marvel's best. And it's saying that another thing I've heard is that the complaint, the only complaint I've heard is it's another villain that's kind of underdeveloped, but I don't really feel like the villain is the point of this story. So that's, I don't think that's going to be an issue for me, but they've also said that Spider-Man and Black Panther kind of steal the show. That's cool. I, I, uh, I remember, um, Robert Downey Jr. I saw him in an interview, I think with, um, He's not on one of the late night shows, and he basically said that the the actor that plays Spider Man, like the, he Tom does Holland, a, yeah, does an, an amazing job. If you haven't seen, um, he was in another film. He was one of the sons in The Impossible, and this film was one of the best films I saw the year it came out. I think it came out a year or two ago, uh, maybe two years ago. But I mean, I pretty much cried the whole time in the movie theater. But it's just an emotional. It's about the the tsunami. Mm. Um, you know, it's a tsunami story, and. Uh, Ian McGregor was fantastic. Naomi Watts was nominated for an Oscar, but and the guy who's directing, who directed The Impossible, I believe, is actually the new director for Jurassic World too. And um, so a lot of stuff's coming out of that movie now. But I would, if you're looking for a piece of work to visit, like what I often do when you, it's kind of somebody you don't know, but you want to see some of the body of work, like yeah, watch this movie. It's a it's a great movie. Um, it's a good movie. Like it's. I always get very emotional when there's a movie about strangers helping strangers in rough times. So, yeah, yeah. so you know, obviously, like when villagers help the mom, I'm just like, oh, they don't even know her. I'm so, they're such good people. <laughs> like, I'll just cry a lot, but that's great. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to bring us back down. We've been talking a lot more than I expected, but I'm going to bring us back down a little bit more uh, intimate here yep. into the TV realm into Netflix because we, I did that um, arts and crafts uh, where I was reviewing the Daredevil series and the kind of talking about marvel's um it's not the mcu but it's definitely a shared universe but it's all on netflix and um they have a lot some stuff going on so daredevil season two was released earlier this year i'm almost done with it i've still got a couple episodes to go different than season one but i like that i like when things are different um jessica jones is out there uh fantastic show definitely check that out and then later this year we're going to get luke cage um, which I have um, a thing here where they were saying that this is going to be Marvel's most, um, I don't know if the word was sophisticated, but adult show. And it's been quoted as having a very like 90s hip hop vibe. vibe. So that seems interesting to me. So I think music is going to have a huge influence in this series. So that, that seems kind of cool. I really like the guys playing Luke Cage a lot. I think he was great in Jessica Jones. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, Marvel's most sophisticated, I was right, an adult series to date, um, The Wire of Marvel series, that's what they're comparing oh, it to, wow. the show The Wire. So, if it's gonna be 90s hip-hop, then it's not Fresh Prince of Bel-Air 90s hip-hop, it's like hardcore I'm, Yeah, hip-hop. I'm assuming yeah. it, no, not really any West Philadelphia <laughs> born and raised yeah. sort of situation here. <laughs> God, try not finishing that song once you've heard that much of it, you know. <laughs> 
Which, by the way, one of my favorite things to happen in life is when that comes on on my Pandora station. It'll be the whole song. It's not just like the theme song. It's like all the verses. And you're just like, God, I love You know, it. there's another verse in there that's like not in the show. Yeah, that's the, the one that comes on on my Pandora. Yeah, it's yeah. like the second, and I'm, because the show's it based on, on the, the song. Episode. First ever yeah, episode. Yeah, you know you're Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I do, I do. And it's slightly off topic. Since I've moved here, there's a company, not sponsored, but there's a company called Dell Air, and they specialize in like air conditioning. Yeah. And every time I'm behind it, every time I'm driving behind one of oh their my trucks, gosh. I just start singing it. It's crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so, um, so the reason why I brought up the Netflix stuff, though, is because they're working on their own sort of shared Avengers-style show called The Defenders. Mm-hmm. And so um, Disney and, uh, or Marvel, well, Disney Marvel, whatever, um, and Netflix signed a five-series deal. So they had Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage is coming out, and they just started production on the Iron Fist. And um, I guess there was a photo that somebody caught on set. But um, that show is, I guess, expected to air sometime in early 2017, and they're going to start filming The Defenders toward the end of this year. So I believe that'll be our next fall thing to come out. And they they just had... uh, was it Douglas Petrie and Marco Ramirez, who served as showrunners for season two of Daredevil, are now set for that same role in the Defender series. And they've also brought Drew Goddard, Goddard back um, to executive produce. He, he was involved with developing the first season of Daredevil, which was fantastic. So that excites me. And then that fifth series, by the way, is going to be the Defender series. Um, but it's apparently going to be not as many episodes. So each one of these series is 13 episodes. These, this is only going to be like, I believe, like six that's cool though, and I'm sure it'll be one of those things where if it's a super big success, yeah, I, I look don't... forward to it. Have you watched any of these shows yet? Uh, I have started uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica, do you went with that one first? It's yeah. good. It's good. I it, I never. I'm not. I never like got first caught episode. though. Like I, you know, you know when you like watch a show and like it happened for me with Breaking Bad that when I first started watching Breaking Bad I didn't love it me too but then like there was a moment where it like ticked and then I loved it, and it I, for me it was somewhere you know, in like season two yeah or maybe even the very beginning of and, season three where I was like now I'm in right right you know? and I feel like I just haven't got there yet with Jessica Jones where like it hasn't really like clicked when, with me yet what I will say like for me it's when uh, David Tennant like first finally makes his full appearance on screen you mm-hmm. know because they like allude to him in the first episode and then in like the second episode you kind of see the back of his head or whatever mm-hmm. like once he shows up like everything it, it's very interesting yeah oh, cool. it really gets and it, it goes into places that I haven't really seen other superhero shows go because you've got those more episodes that you can kind of take your time with it. But it's interesting. I would say don't give up. For me, the the episode that fell flat the most, though, was the finale. I don't know mm. if it's just because it was over or it just kind of felt like it got to this thing and it was like, like okay. Yeah, like, you should definitely watch it, though, because the episodes leading up to that are insane. But, um, yeah, that's that. And... Um, so Civil War, we talked about that. That's going to open uh, May 6th, so that's very soon. I can't wait for that. I think you'll be seeing an arts and crafts video. Hmm. And maybe a drink. Who knows? Maybe something Iron Man. Ooh. Not like a, a drink with iron in it. What has a lot of iron in it? You guys know? Blood. So blood a drink. That's a lot of iron. Blood. <laughs> so we'll be making blood drinks. <laughs> maybe a Bloody Mary. Oh. oh <laughs> there you go. Good like, recovery. There we go. There the iron. We need a good team cap. Like, I don't know what a good... A Captain America drink would be. We'll I feel like you out. should, you know, those drinks where you can like layer them. That's what I was thinking. A red, did, white, and blue. Yeah, like that'd be a, cool. Yeah. Um, so there'll be an arts and crafts and drinks uh, video coming out. 
Sorry, you're like moving just right where I wanted to like put. I wanted to put my hand like a dummy. I was going to say inside of you, so I just said it now, but it got, got, got gross real fast. So I'm excited for Civil War. Oh, I, I had one little thing about Civil War. So Samuel L. Jackson apparently says he's not in any Marvel movies until Avengers 3 and 4. Oh, so there'll be okay. no real S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm that's sure okay. they'll have to talk about I think about that's Shield okay, though. But yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to overdo anybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, make things natural. If he's not supposed to be there, don't like right. Don't force don't just him. pop him in because you're like, well, we need. He Nick has Fury. to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I am a little surprised he's not in Civil War because I feel like engagement like this, like he'd be like, guys, of, break it up. Right. Well, because of the way he kind of showed up in Age of Ultron, because he like cares about Tony a lot, I would feel like maybe he would. So I feel like maybe he's got a cameo in this movie, and it's like he's just misdirecting, but. Yeah. Well, time will tell. So Civil War, May 6th, like I said, we'll be doing an arts and crafts video for that. And because uh, I believe that's, yeah, that's, it, it's crazy how fast time is flying. Like it's April, it's the end of April already. So that'll be the next thing to look crazy. out for. And perhaps a Star Wars related video coming out from May the 4th as well. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, you know, some stuff to look forward to, but that's it. We've wait, been wait. talking. What are we? Got like oh no, yeah, you're right. We have yeah. we have some TV news too, so yeah. we don't want to make it all just Marvel and Disney. We've also yeah. got the Disney Channel original movie marathon, which is um, pretty cool. I think this is the first time they've done something like yeah, this. Yeah, right? well, it's in cel- I just looked it up. It's in celebration of Disney's hundredth original movie, Adventures in Babysitting. Oh my gosh, a hundred, a hundred Disney movie. Channel original movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, wait, starting- what's the? What did you? I cut you off though. Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, coming this summer. It so are they re- they're remaking the movie? They must be. Yeah, or uh, maybe it's just maybe. a movie based on the book as well. Because there is a oh. theatrical release of that yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm not familiar, so I just said... Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, it's uh, Friday, May 27th to the 30th, basically. And then there's like two movies on the 31st. Um, it seems like most of the like the big ones are on Monday, May 30th. I'm surprised they didn't leave that for like a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we got like High School Musical, Smart House, Camp Rock, Descendants. I won't go through them all, but Cheetah Girls, Halloween hash, Town, hashtag Cheetah Sisters. Yeah, your favorite. <laughs> you should see his Cheetah Girls tattoo. Yeah. Hashtag below the waist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hashtag on Sunday, please. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. That's a yeah. that's a fun like. Well, is it fun for parents? Might not be, but but what's great is like you're gonna get the old school Disney Channel movies, yeah. like all the way up into like the new. Yeah, stuff. like they have and you. Halloween people know how I feel about the Descendants too, because yeah. I wrote a review for the for WDW Info, and uh, for check the out the link. Yeah, you should check it out. It's an it's, oh God, it's a guilty movie. Like there are a couple songs that I like to run to from that movie. And it's mm. a ridiculous movie. It is one of those movies where you have to probably be three sheets to the wind to enjoy. But the second time I watched it, I might've been at least two and a half sheets in. Uh, Bid spreads. I don't know what that means. But yeah, there's lots of like classic ones. Like you said, I think there'll be a lot of movies that might bring the older generations. Yeah. Of, like, like Halloween town is that's an, older, Oh yeah. Super yeah. popular. And I love that they're playing those off season ones too. Like they get included, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Oh, how, like Halloween? Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Like, because normally that's. Well, like I think Halloween they're doing all 100 movies. Yeah. Well, they are. Hey, yeah. You said that, but I like that. Like seasons be damned, we're doing them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I don't know. Will yeah. you be tuning in? I don't have cable. See, I, I don't have I, cable. I, I, I was yeah. a cord cutter, so I'm all on I Apple am, TV. Yeah, now. I'm also. But you, but cutter. there is a Disney Channel app on Apple TV which you can get, and uh. if you work for Disney or have a spouse that works for Disney or something like that, you actually get it for free. So have them log in with their information. And I'm not sure how it works. I know they've been trying to do a lot more streaming content with the app because when the Descendants came out, you could watch it in the app two days early. So I wonder if they'll make these all available. That's something to check out. That would be really cool. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, I was, I I was like, it would be fun to challenge somebody to watch all a hundred of them, (laughs) but I don't want to wish that on anybody. Yeah. Because there's some, there's some bombs. There's some bad ones. I mean, when you know how many Cheetah Girl movies are there? Like four? Uh, Too many. Too many is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, three. No, there's three. How many paw prints do you have tattooed on you? One for every movie. Yeah, I got three. <laughs> Actually, no, I had to get the three paw prints removed from my face. <laughs> it was a face tattoo. Yeah. Steve was real hardcore into the Disney Channel original scene for a long time. Talk about Disney bounding. In fact, we will be talking about Disney bounding in a future installment, too. <gasps> stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. My favorite John Ritter film. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I actually do really enjoy that movie. <laughs> but if you've never seen it, please you know, go watch it. What? Do you know who this is sidetrack? But John Ritter looks like um the comedian we like. Pete Holmes? Yeah. Yeah. Side, could be, s- could side be comment, same. but yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Well, I think that's uh it. I, well, actually if we want to like dip into the music area for a second too, I guess Disney released I, I'm really sad I missed out on this. So you guys know um about like National Record Day? Is that what I I heard a little bit about this called? on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Well, they do it every year and they'll do like these kind of uh, pressings, exclusive, like they get released on that day and they're whatever. But Disney did one and it was a Disney um, like hits, Disney record day Um, and record store day. Excuse me. I am. I'm a big fan. I've got record. uh, I've got a record player. I collect some stuff. I get new and old stuff. Most of the new stuff I get is like. Um, Florence and Machine, like a, something that lends itself to that, like like Mumford and Sons, like has that recordy sound right. to it. But but I think this Disney one would have been really cool because apparently they did a like kind of just like favorites for it. That's um, cool. And I was trying to find to see if I could find a list of it, but I, I can't see it. So oh here yeah here it is. It was a cool... I'm sorry, I'm not going to share it with anybody. What are you going to say, Oliver? I was going to say, is this the reason only a few weeks ago I noticed there was just actual records popping up in yeah. in the stores? I did think that was a bit strange. I really did. Oh, in Disney. That's a separate thing, I think. Oh, no, yeah. They, 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 there's a, some of those are around here somewhere. Yeah. Oh. I think it's that bag right there. It used to be, yeah. Oh. Um, you want to... I'm going to get up and get them real quick. Yeah. Okay. Is that them? Mm. so yeah so disney has been doing these um like see so this is like the toy story hits like favorites is what it's called so it's got the songs from all three three movies on there these picture discs um there's a sleeping beauty one they make cool like cool which one do you want to see they want to see some beauty they got a little mermaid one you know um and the lion king which i love because i love the lion king is i think my favorite animated disney movie but um like and this is the original, um, all the songs, and then it's got some of the score on there. But they've been doing that. I know there's a Frozen one as well. 
Um, so they like these picture discs. Oh, I also have the Nightmare Before Christmas. That one's really cool. I got that one at T twenty three, but um, you can get it wherever Hot Topic sells these too. I think, but you can buy these in the parks now, um, and they're quite cool. And I mean, I, I, I vinyl is on like vinyl is it's like coming back. Yeah, in a way, like it's it's kind of cool. I don't know. I like that Disney's kind of embraced it and they're releasing because these type of things, like this is what I would listen to on a vinyl, like because they existed in that time. You know, I I have an Elton John vinyl that has like a best of hits. I mean, it doesn't go, it's an old one, so it doesn't go up to, you know, the 90s, but um, it's just, it's a fun medium to kind of pop pop it on and like do you know, some chores around the house, listen to this it. This is like a little bit off topic, topic, but I feel like it's kind of interesting that vinyl... There's not a lot of old technology, let's say, that comes back. I just think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting like that it's stuck around and circled back in. Yeah. But so I guess the 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 Disney favorite songs, um, they were limited. It was only five thousand pressing. So I'm sure this oh, one wow. went like yeah. in hours or whatever. But so they do things like that. But that's probably why you saw a lot more of that. I would have liked to have gotten my hands on it because. The thing with vinyl is like I like a good mixtape, and it, since it's the best of, like yeah. you can, it's hard to find those sort of right. those sort of things. But you know, if anybody out there got their hands on more than one and they want to sell one, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll buy one off of you. But um, so that's something cool, fun to look to. Um, I guess I think that's it. I think we covered yeah. we covered movies. We got some television in there. We got some music in there. We did a little rants. Yeah, we rants. did. We did a movie theater rant. Yeah. Um, and. You know, I, I maybe that oh, we'll we'll quit on that high note there yeah. <laughs> before we go too too far. So I'm gonna put that down. And like I said, you can look forward to there's gonna be another. Um, I believe there will be. I'm working on the logistics right now. And a civil war, hopefully, an arts and crafts video. I'm thinking maybe. Oh, I don't know. Do I want to say? I don't know. I don't no, want to like people get hopes up. Leave yeah. It, leave it. So and then um, look for a special Star Wars video. Whether there'll be an arts and crafts in there or not. Well, there will be, but. Um, so you've got those to look forward to, and we'll do another one of these these fun things, hopefully, hopefully in the future. So I just want to say thank you to you guys for participating. Thank you. Um, you're both terrible. No, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Thanks to anybody who watched this um, and listened to my really annoying nasally voice. I, I do have a cold, but it is normally nasally, too, so I do apologize if you've never heard me speak before. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, that's it. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see you next time for another uh, a little bit more Diz Pop. <laughs>